0: So, my goal for this Christmas season Mm -hmm. is to go through it with crying less at work, but my goal for this Christmas, like, Mm -hmm. day, dinner, 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 yeah, the whole thing, is to not fucking drop a bottle of Tokai, brand new, beautiful bottle, smash it on the ground as I'm getting into a car, and then drop that and a COVID test that I was in the (laughs) middle of taking uh, on the ground, because that devastated me. As it should have. I can't, the, the Tokai. I had so much wine in my hand. Like Jill and I truly bought way too much wine. <laughs> of course you did. Um, I think we had, we had a bottle of bubbles. We mm. had, I think two or three bottles of white. Yep. Uh, we had two or three bottles of red, the Tokai, and like a three liter bottle of like uh, wine. Like, yes. That was an insane choice for four people. You should have put it in a box. Always get a box. Yeah, like a fool. Oh my god, last year we had so much fun. My mom did this game where you like wrap like tiny little gifts and stuff yeah. in a bunch of saran wrap and you just like roll dice and whoever gets doubles can like peel a layer back. Yeah. And then you can pe- keep peeling until the next person rolls doubles so you can get everything that you like that's uh-huh. in the thing so much fun that's cute and then at the end of the night we made mulled wine and we're so drunk and <laughs> elsie was running around vandalizing cars air quotes there by drawing smiley faces in the snow on the windows that's cute and she was like so like hee 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 and like running away from it it was the cutest thing i've oh, ever nice. seen i love the pu- like the christmas walk oh like the evening it's the best it's perfect it's yeah. great what more do you want nothing yeah, so I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, we are thinking that we are going to not make turkey this year. Which We didn't make turkey last year. Yeah. And like, we're normally a turkey family, so this is a big departure for you, us. You double turkey, you do turkey. We, yeah, double turkey. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But last year we did uh, Osobuka which was yes. a huge success 10 mm-hmm. out of 10. Mm-hmm. And this year we're thinking we're going to do Beef Wellington. That sounds incredible, and almost like this current episode of Pantry Staples, the podcast where we dish on your favorite foods. I am Marika. And I am Emily. And today we're talking the history of Beef Wellington. Incredible. What a segue. (laughs) What a segue. uh, I'm coming for your crown of uh, segue queen. Just kidding, I'm not. Um, Because you made that segue right there for me. Thank you. Thank you. I, beef only is slightly different than our typical, like, for this season Mm -hmm. episode of um, dishes that originated kind of out of kitchens, like, out of restaurant kitchens. Yeah. But we've been fast and loose. We've been very fast and loose (laughs) all season. But also, this one is something that, like, while it did not originate in a restaurant kitchen, its popularity is definitely based on, like, the, um, like, promotion from several chefs and, like, the promotion Mm. from, like, it being experienced in professional kitchens before it went into the home. So. That makes sense. I think. I'm Perfect. allowing myself this one. I'm allowing it for you too. Thank you. So, <laughs> first of all, we need to acknowledge that I'm going to talk about Napoleon. I don't know which one it is, and I'm embarrassed that I'm bringing him up again too. So, um okay, I'm going to make a guess that it is going to be uh or er, Napoleon, the Napoleon of Bonaparte of of hand in the jacket I have fame. no idea. Pretty sure. If okay. it's relating to Wellington as the general. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Very good. Nice. Is that the first, well- the first Napoleon? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Bonaparte. I have got to do some research on this. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways. So B. Wellington is typically associated with the first Duke of Wellington, Arthur Wellesley, who was made Duke in 1814 after his efforts and subsequent su- successes in defeating Napoleon, firstly in the Battle of Vittoria in 1813, and finally in 1815 in Waterloo. Hit story. Yes, of course. Waterloo finally facing Mai. Um, He's Wellesley Wellington? I know! Was it purposeful? No. Oh, incredible. Okay. It's just, yeah, good for you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so... That's the common myth of it all, and, like, that's what everybody assumes. It's uh-huh. never been clearly substantiated and be considered more legend than fact. Part of the popularity of this legend could be attributed tated, uh, attributed sorry, to the English people anglicizing a version of Buffon croûte after their victory over France. Of course. Which, like, fuck you, I take your country, I take your dish. I take your food. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is there anything more British? Truly no. Uh, um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what's the most British dish? Uh, Colonialism. Mm. Served up piping hot. Um, (laughs) Steaming. Oh, steaming. But... This is obviously not the first time that we're seeing a beef wrapped in pastry. No. Uh, pastry wrapped meats have been around as far back as Egypt during the Neolithic period, as evidenced oh. in hieroglyphs of meat-filled galettes on the tomb walls of Ramses II, 1304 to 1237 BCE. That's cool. Again, this is kind of going back to our pie episode at the very mm. beginning, because it is just a way to prevent meat from being burnt. Yeah. It's a way to keep it in. It's a way to make it portable. Totally makes sense. So we are seeing that, like, it's just, it's just a, method of preparing things so that makes sense for history yeah and when um, you don't have like cooking vessels or a hundred percent if you're doing it over an open flame like yeah a hundred percent sure yeah and also you're combining your your foods like so it's exactly. one dish it's like a one pot meal <laughs> exactly it's a yeah. crock pot of mm-hmm. the 13 bcs yes um so the idea of beef wellington it's not a new idea. No. Um, however, widespread popularity of pastry up meats in both England and Europe at the time, so in like the 1800s, um, with the lack of consistent temperatures in ovens being a real concern, mm. it makes sense to anyone who does not want to eat dried out meat. Right, because it's going to It keeps steam. the juices it, in, yes. all that good stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so beef wellington isn't a new dish. It just points mm. to a political like, situation that's going on. Yes. Um, What is now a quintessentially British dish is just a political rebranding of a French food. Yes. (laughs) So, that's all said. That's great. Fantastic. The appearance of Beef Wellington in literature, cookbooks, and media representations doesn't appear until as late as 1899. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So, it's on a menu from the Hamburg-America, like, ship line, Mm -hmm. which was where we see it being, like, produced in kitchens. And given to their guests, and then being really popularized there. Interesting. I. Hmm. I mean, I think it makes sense to be like a food that people would eat on like a transatlantic like passage, or like a long ship journey. Yeah, and I think it seems like it's one of those things where it makes sense for like um, like banquet service because because it's so like show stopping in some senses, but but it's it's also so easy. Yeah, you just like bang a bunch out and you just pop it in the oven. Mm -hmm. Every single Friday, watching Vanessa make a whole bunch of beef Wellingtons, (laughs) it's my favorite day. Yeah, I love it so much. Mm -hmm. She's like, and there's like so many of them. I love it. chubby little packets of pastry. They're so cute. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. So anyways, 1903 in Los Angeles Times, it's mentioned that part of a menu served to a group of bankers visiting from a very formal dinner they are invited to. So we're seeing this again as something that is like a showpiece at Mm. big dinners Mm -hmm. Um, and something for like people in a more elite setting. Yes. And like, and we're long into the tradition of like decorative pastry, like with like fancy little like, braiding and like leaves so you can make it look very fancy exactly very easily okay yep. cool so popularity of beef wellington soared in the 40s to 60s with becoming a staple presidential dinners were a place where it was served a lot mm. it's an aspirational food for the best housewife to whip up to impress our guests mm-hmm. kennedy's were served beef wellington by the white house chef Rene verdon uh, nixon was a huge fan ah, my fave. i love <laughs> um is Marika the same person as Richard Dixon? Yes. Um, anyways, the trend of serving this iconic dish at dinner parties was purportedly due to the luxury element of the ingredients and the seemingly difficult execution making an investment and a challenge to serve. So, at this time, are we still like we've got the mushroom duck cell? Like, is it a standardized recipe? Oh, let me read you some of these mm. recipes. Okay, then, yeah. Because I do have these. Um, well, first, here's a menu that I, I, you can't see this picture, but I will put this on. Um, menu from the cruise line, and it's mm. filet de bœuf à la Wellington sauce américaine, which again points to the fact <laughs> is it ketchup. That's hilarious. Thank you. Um, it points to how, like, this isn't even something, like, first of all, this is written in French. Yeah. S- and they could just call it, like, but they're not doing that. No, no, no. because it's, it's, it's Wellington because it's got that <laughs> British influence. And then it has américaine Like, it's just completely, like, popularized by that. It's fusion. <laughs> it's fusion. <laughs> no, um, it's not. No, really not. 1967... Filet of beef wellington, 12 to 15 servings, one pastry to cover beef, four cups sifted flour, half teaspoon salt, half pound butter, three egg yolks, three quarter cup cold water. Sift hmm. the flour and salt onto a marble slab or pastry board, make a little hole in the center, add half of the butter, the egg yolks, and the water, mix to make the dough. Standard Pat brie. Standard. Okay roll into a square and put the other half the butter blah 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 make three layers rolling and calling a turn blah 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 uh three pounds beef tenderloin trimmed have the butcher trim a beef tenderloin and tie it to keep it in shape roast the meat in a buttered pan in a very hot preheated oven so 475 degrees for seven minutes and remove it once the oven to cool uh the decel the mushrooms so it's mushrooms lemon butter salt and pepper then four ounces goose livers diced. Grind mushrooms to make a fine plate of meat uh, with fine plate of meat grinder. Sprinkle immediately with lemon juice to maintain mushrooms light color. Cook in a small amount of melted butter and add salt and pepper to taste. Cool completely and add diced goose livers. Mix well. Roll the pastry into a rectangle. Cover the center of the vat with the mushroom duxelles. Place the fillet, which should be cold, in the center of the pastry. Coat the fillet with the remaining mushroom mixture. Wrap the beef carefully with the pastry to make a loaf trim pastry and save trimmings place it in a greased pan seam side down roll out pastry trimmings and cut out shapes i.e leaf does it say i.e leaf cute garnish the top of the loaf with the cutouts brush with beaten egg to ensure a high gloss let meat stand for one hour refrigerated bake in preheated 400 degree oven for 40 to 50 minutes until pastry is nicely browned serve hot to be served with a madeira sauce mixed with chopped truffles perfect that's the white house chef cookbook by Rene verdon Okay, so that yeah. sounds great. hmm Yeah. So that's pretty mm-hmm. it's pretty traditional. Like that's, yeah, uh, that's like pretty modern is like in the same sense as that's what we would expect it to be. Yeah. Um This is my favorite quote. Some believe that Wellington's popularity had more to do with America's competitive spirit than with any deep passion for British cuisine. Mm. It began in the 60s when couples started dabbling in a bit of culinary one-upmanship. Dinner parties with friends became elaborate as complicated recipes appeared on the table with greater regularity. Beef Wellington was considered the height of difficulty and expense Mm. because of the preparation of the puff pastry and the price of the pâté du foie gras. Kudos and furtive, jealous glances went to the cook who mastered such a bear of a recipe. Uh. I'm obsessed. Oh. So, again, we see these origins coming through in that sort of a setting, mm-hmm. but we do see it really becoming popular at home. One of the mm-hmm. other things that I love so much about this, it's the idea that this is so popular because of Julia Child. Of course. Yeah. So of course. a culinary icon. Again, the British taking the French. She's not even British. Mm. She's American. But yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. So. 1965 TV program hosted by Julia Child, the French chef, aired in the U.S. and included a filet of beef wellington. After this, the dish's popularity skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. So you see this woman just like out here doing her thing, making it seem like both hard and easy enough that the housewife could try it, which I love. Totally. Um, One thing else I really love to hear is that um, there is in 1939, the Los Angeles Times, they include the beef wellington as one of the dishes to try at... Uh, restaurants to dine in 39 yeah okay which i'm obsessed with i love that now and the beef wellington which restaurant was that it doesn't say oh it's just no no it's just it was one of the dishes there yeah yeah that they were the other thing that we do have to discuss the elephant in the room is (laughs) is it named after a wellington boot no no it's of course not <laughs> but people love to talk into uh talk about how that could potentially be it because they were like the color and shape is reminiscent of the wellington boots that the duke uh, what's his name well, yeah. arthur wellesley uh would wear on the battlefield and you're like that man never set foot on a battlefield i mean maybe he did i don't know enough about history clearly i don't even know who napoleon is but like <laughs> you know there's that um and so that's how they suggested that that name came to be about but it's like it What? Yeah. But it's not black? Like, what are they talking about? Apparently the boots were, like, brown. And, like, again, it's not boot-shaped. It's just like a tube. (laughs) It's loaf-shaped. It's It's loaf-shaped. People are weird. People are so weird. So that's all I really have about this, but I did just want (laughs) to tell you that I think it's a really cute dish, and I love the idea that Julia Child's just out here hustling. I love the idea that it's people that it got popular because – people are trying to like outdo each other no isn't that such a fun way and like also the idea that there's just a giant fuck you to the french like that <sighs> kills me it's like of course and then and then the americans doing a fuck you to the british 100 percent. it's just the dish is a giant fuck you and so i will be eating <laughs> that on christmas just being like a giant fuck you to everyone who tries to disturb my peace today i will be just drunk off my ass with a big plate of meat in front of me Pastry and meat. I want to make Yorkies too, but I'm like, that's so much like, pa- like pastry. It's too much pastry. You should have Yorkies for breakfast. Mm, that's a good idea. But we mm-hmm. always do like a French toast bake, mm, which is right. just I feel like easy. Yes, I love a French toast bake. I okay, Wellingtons that I can think of. I have these are my these are my Wellington questions. Let's hear about it. Um, one. Is it hard to get the temperature right? Like no, the inside meat. Here's no. the thing, um. Well, because you and I yeah. just know that there's many a time where people are like, can I have a, like a medium well or a well-done Wellington? And you're like, no. The thing that makes uh, the temperature so specific is that mm-hmm. you have to cook the meat up to a certain point before it goes into the pastry. Yeah. So if you like leave it very, very like just quickly seared on the sides, it's mm-hmm. going to be very rare. And then you wrap it in the pastry and it's not going to like cook that much up because... You can only cook the pastry to a certain point, right? Yeah. Before it burns, obviously. Um, So if you want it more like well done, then you just cook it more before you wrap it in pastry. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Easy Mm -hmm. peasy. So that's easy enough. What's your second question? Well, I was just thinking like 50 minutes in an oven sounds like a long time, but I guess it's protected. Yeah. So. I think it's just like, we, I think, assume that meat cooks a lot quicker than it does. Yeah. I mean, I have no idea. That's fair. I should, but- I don't understand. No, and you shouldn't. Why bother? (laughs) Seems like a waste of time. Um, You know that I don't like cooking meat anyways. Like, I just, I'm always scared that I'm going to kill myself. And this is, Mm. honestly, I think this is part of the reason why I don't like chicken. It's because Mm. I can kind of, like, fuck around with, like, steaks or whatever. Like, that's fine if it's a little bit rare. Or, like, this is why I like cooking scallops so much. I've never overcooked a scallop in my life. I've never undercooked a scallop either, regardless of what some people would have said at a certain dinner party years ago. (laughs) Ooh. Yeah, enjoy your rubber. Oh my god. Does everyone hold a grudge? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I actually this is one of my worst qualities is how deeply I hold a grudge. That's fine. We do I'm knew it. still mad at Tosca Webb for becoming the butterfly in the second grade play when I had to be the narrator. But I did crush that role. Anyways, edit that out. <laughs> nope. Um Yeah, also the like emergence of beef Wellingtons with other things like a salmon Wellington, I'm obsessed with. Like, I think that's so fun. I just love that everybody was like, what are we doing? We could just fuck around and like wrap this in pastry. Wrap things in pastry. I was watching like some cooking show years ago where they made a beet Wellington. Mm, That sounds delicious. Always wanted to recreate that. Did they like, I'm assuming they like sliced and diced the beets until they were like, no? Or was it slices? No. So, I mean, this was like an insane, like, it was like, beats beat wellington like a million different ways so it's like mm. they made like a beet demi glaze for like the sauce mm. there was like i want to say like a beet like duxelle on the top and like the main beet was like just like a whole a whole beet, beet. like smoked and like lightly cooked beforehand or something mm. and then all like wrapped in i don't know sounds interesting looked very pretty i would assume you would just get really thick slices of them And, like, put those, like, do individual ones and thick, thick slices would be best. I don't know. And then I wonder what you would do, like, to replace, like, the foie gras element of it. If you're doing, like, a vegetarian version, like, what would give it that kind of, like, richness to it? Butter? I suppose. But, like, there's something else Mm -hmm. that, like, you know, like, what... I don't know. I haven't... We should make that. That sounds good. Yeah. Mm. Although, I don't know. I've had bad experiences with pastry i mean who hasn't you know i can't do anything with yeast or flour right like it's (laughs) yesterday making yam nokia i was like this is like i hate anything where i have to add in flour and i'm just like because i always add in too much like yeah i feel like you know how there's like there's certain things that are always just going to characterize like a specific person's cooking Mm -hmm. like some people when they make something you know it's, it's got so much of yourself in it right my characteristic i feel like with baking or cooking or anything like that is my shit's always so dense like it's yeah. unfortunate but I can't do a light fluffy thing to save my friggin' life. And I think that's just like one I like I can't cook for shit apparently. <laughs> Which is like so sad cuz I actually do think that in certain regards I'm a very good cook. I think you can. I maybe just can't bake for shit. I it's like any yeah, I think I need like a proper lesson or something like that hmm. because it does get so dense and I know it's because I'm overworking it. Yeah. But do you feel that you make things very light and fluffy when you're doing pastry and that sort of stuff? Um uh, I think I've gotten better mm. but uh, no, I definitely have a tendency to to like over make overneed, yeah. overwork it. And it's like is this something that will just be fixed by doing it more consistently? Probably. But like I went through a real phase where I did nothing but make pie shells. Like I made <laughs> so many pie shells and they're still so dense every time. And I do think I've tweaked my recipe over the years so that's mm-hmm. something I'm better at. But like I don't know. I find it very frustrating for myself that that's something that I can't really do very well. Yes, you know that I feel that way. That mm. just having cooking or baking not go your way is like the most oh. the, Some oh. of the greatest meltdowns in all of our collective history. Yes, yes. Oh. Throwback. I was actually thinking about this yesterday too when I was making the gnocchi. I was like, throwback to your birthday years ago when we made nudie. That turns out you had to let it sit overnight. Who knew? Well, if me read if I read, read the recipe. recipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, anyways, be we Wellington. Should, we should do. We should redo nudie. We should redo nudie. I'm, yeah. Nudie take tootie. That's terrible, and I loved it. <sighs> Did you know what I was reading about yesterday? We were totally off topic. I had very little to say about BeFloating, and I just want Sorry, like, I know, I know. <laughs> but it's also just like, I gave you all the facts. Yes, the facts were there. Yeah, anyways, and, you know, I'm basically useless as per usual. But it's fine. It's Christmas. Who has the time? Who has the time? Um, I'm too busy just eating and drinking and having a nice time. Yep. Um... Anyways, what if I say <laughs> nothing? Probably. All right. I don't know. Okay. My aunt, Christmas Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> I hope you've all been good. I hope you haven't. Yeah, a little naughty, a little nice. I hope that you have um, wonderful and exciting Christmas dinners. And I hope that you look like the hostess with the mostest, making an incredibly extravagant meal. Or I hope that you're in your pajamas and ordering takeout instead. Oh, that sounds much better. Yeah. Um, If you'd like to let us know what you're eating on Christmas, you can send us uh, that on Instagram at Pantry Staples Pod. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your foes. And we'll see you in the new year. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) The theme of 2023. (laughs) Fuck around and find out. Don't forget, guys. Bye. Bye.